Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Weird Things podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Castillo. Join as always with the three hosts of the show. One, Justin Robert Young. Welcome to Great Night. <laughs> and Man, Brian, I can't wait and to Brian find out Rosa. who the third host that you're joined by is. It's going to be Brian Brushwood this week. Okay, yeah. Yep, right. As it always yep. is. Uh, no seriousness. <laughs> We're not doing anything. If you like words like telemetry and launch windows, then we don't have all the answers. Uh, I do have a question for you. Put that on layaway. Go ahead, Bryce. (laughs) We've talked a lot about Mars, colonizing Mars. Mm, Here's a question. Already uncomfortable. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, 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 Go, 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 go. So, uh, uh, at some point, we'll need to colonize Mars, right? Someone will will need to be something. We'll need to grow plants eventually on Mars, right? At some point, we're going to need a Bank of America up there. So yeah, what should to... be the first plant that we grow on Mars? Lichen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Venusian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got you got to have a lot of. That's uh, on the gas moon. No, I was talking about grain. Oh, oh no. yeah, okay. 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 Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Grain. Uh, no, I, I I would say lichen or 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 any of the the cold weather. You know, anything that that Icelandic. Proto humans would eat. What is lichen? I uh, don't know. It, what... It's it's a mixture of uh, slime mold and moss, I believe. Um, okay, uh, that's that's not a crazy guess. I stole it from Kim Stanley Robinson's Red Mars. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I would say yeah, some kind of mold. A mold. Okay. Now, why why a mold over say like an apple tree? Because it'd be harder to make an apple tree work on Mars. <laughs> okay, you know what? Great answer. Yeah. Great answer. I, I guess. I guess being reductionist and direct. Huh. Um. Uh, uh. What places on Earth are the most similar we could think of to Mars? Yeah. Scandinavia. Say. Well, what do they got? Lichen, mold, and moss. Yeah. So researchers have uh, come up with their idea. Uh, see, the there's the, the Martian soil has low nutrient counts. Mm-hmm. It has very high uh, salinity water, um, and so it is going to be tough to directly uh, grow grow anything. Yeah, they suggest pizza, alfalfa plants. <laughs> Wait, what? Alfalfa plants? That that's some Great Plains nonsense. Well, why do you think? Why? Why would it be Alfalfa? Why is it Great Plain nonsense? Well, uh, how great is this plane? uh, Yeah, don't don't Alfalfa. Does it have more than two wings? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't Alfalfa require like a lot of sunlight? Hey, Bryce, doesn't it require a lot of sunlight and water? Well, so researchers uh, have simulated Martian soil, and and they found that Alfalfa was able to grow. Uh, as healthily as it did in earthen soil without additional fertilizer. The Hmm. idea being that the alfalfa would be regolith. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. But basically, it would be... The way Mike Tyson would say regular. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hey, I'm putting sand. Regolith being basically broken up uh, rock rock sand, I guess. It would be nutrients in the soil. They would basically grow the alfalfa so that the soil would come... You could come in and... Uh, uh, plant a new crop with 
uh, higher nutrients. There's still a lot of problems. Um, you uh, still need water. You need fresh water. Uh, there's a lot of salinity on Mars. So, so we, we would need to purify the water or we need to bring the water? We would either need to yeah, figure out a way to purify the water on Mars or bring fresh water, which is not really sustainable. Uh, well, a, no. a couple of the suggestions, uh, including one of Elon Musk's, there you go, check your bingo card, um, <laughs> is to, uh, if, if you fire a couple of nukes over the poles, the, then it oh, melts then, then all you, of that polar yeah. ice and, and you get water, uh, which maybe gets you, a, 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 a lot of the poles are uh, carbon dioxide frozen, so all of a sudden now you have a lot of greenhouse gas. Mm. Uh, yes, you're highly irradiated, but guess what? Mars is already highly irradiated anyway. Oh no! But then you get a little bit of um, <clears throat> greenhouse effect, and hopefully some liquid water. Uh, the other idea is to, uh, if you have a uh, energy efficient method of doing so, basically just just uh, go out, find yourself a comet made up mostly of water. And just just slam it right in there. Yep. Or 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 I guess before humans are there, just slam it right in there. Who cares? But then once humans are there, then what you do is you very carefully throw it on a trajectory where it's arrow, arrow breaking the entire way around and just dissolving into water. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oxygen, it, it, everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so these are both ways of terraforming, right? Uh. Yeah. 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 Uh. So let's say you've got this alfalfa regolith in the Martian soil, what mm. would you grow with that? What is the next plant that you would grow having already treated the land with oh, the, fungus. the regolith? It'd have to be uh, uh, because you would have living tissue that dies and it needs to be, you know, yep. Decomposed alfalfa mushroom. Now so we're, we're now, now. So, 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 uh, uh, <clears throat> weed is for Venus, psilocybin <laughs> is from Mars. Yep, <laughs> okay. So, Brian, I, I would think alfalfa mushroom. We're well on our way to a Santa Monica coffee shop. <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh the 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 uh bioremediation route, any other ideas for uh what is suggested as a next plant? Snakes. <laughs> Did you say no, steak? Plant, no, plant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, steak plant. <laughs> no, steak fries? Steak fries? Steak fries. Okay, so so if you have rich soil, what's something you could get away with? And think about this. This is this is also this is first days of Mars, right? This is not so post-colonialization. So, 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 there's, so there's going to be sun. It's going to be very cold. And we have no idea whether or not we have water to grow it. So, so, we, so, so we are saying this is a pre-colonization, but we are assuming that we get some kind of purification or it has to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this okay, point, you would so, have so to. So we are, we are for assuming that, anyway. that we are assuming that we get water, but it is a very, very cold surface. But and it, it does get sun, and and water may be. A rarity, or it may just be very specific. You might, you may have to conserve water, something low. Maybe uh, uh, if 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 you imagine it like a video game, you know, uh, it becomes affordable to just kind of chuck uh, pods that land, and then you know, uh, spill their, their uh, they onanize <laughs> Mars, and then mm, they and then uh -huh. they they disperse yeah. their water. Did you almost there. say spill their seeds? <laughs> Well, yeah, but then I thought it was a more clever reference to say Odinize, Odinize which yeah. I, I thought that was pretty clever because I went another level. Sure, I don't know what that means. I don't. Oh, the sin of Onan is when he spilled his seed. Who? Odin? O o Onan. Odin. Onan. Thor's Odin. dad. No, that's Odin. Oh, what is this That's one? the other one. I no, you're thinking of the third meal of Scout the day. Girl. Fourth meal? Fourth meal? 
Uh, is it, someone say fourth wheel? Okay. So the wait, who's owning? <laughs> I, wait, I, I, I'm no, I'm so, I'm for real. I don't know the story I, of Odin. Old Testament. The okay. Sin of Onan. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I go don't back. see religion. <laughs> I, I know. I didn't. I didn't go back into the crates. <laughs> It's been I'm more classic. I'm more of a fan of the uh, the the more contemporary run. <laughs> so, so I know Nicki Minaj. I know Megan. Just in case he wants to be buried in a Jewish <laughs> graveyard. So <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not shutting anything down. Maybe I'm gonna be into it now that you told me about this Onan fellow. <laughs> yeah, no, he his, his sin was that he was having sex and then uh, 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 spilled his seed on the ground and and. Uh, oh. uh, uh, God said, ah, ah, ah. Wow. <laughs> Elon Musk said, no, no, no. You know, yeah. It needs to be water. Yeah. What's God care? What, yeah. what, is he going to clean up? Did yeah. he make us in his image? What's no, he doing up it's there? His, it's his, the first thing he says is be fruitful and multiply. And he's like, hey, man, uh, that's you're, that's not going to make a baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's a direct quote. Yeah. That ain't going to make a baby. Checkmate. Atheists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, God to own it. That ain't going to make a baby. So the researchers uh, simulated this Martian. It was a good reference. I just didn't get it. I just yeah. didn't get it. And I, I apologize it for putting this to a screeching halt. Because <laughs> I, I was ignorant. That's so on me. They tested the simulated soil with alfalfa as a fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And they found that turnips, radishes, and lettuces... Three plants that require little in the way of maintenance grow quickly and don't need much water were grown successfully. So Damn, we can open a sweet greens. Yeah, you can almost make <laughs> a, 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 a impossible burger. Uh, yeah, I guess you just need beans. Yeah, you could just throw beans. those. Yeah, I, just grow them. At that point, just grow it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just bring the beans. Just grow it. <laughs> yeah, beans grow them with the bean biome. It's BYOB. <laughs> BYOB. Bring your own beans. <laughs> Well, hey, listener, you could be why your own be if you go over to patreon.com slash weird things and support this. Nailed this it. is an educational show. It is. Uh, if you want to be educated about Old Testament, Old Testament <laughs> about New alfalfa, Testament. then you need to go over here right now, patreon.com slash weird things. That's right. You get uh, early access to our After Things show all about creativity and being creators on, yeah. on the internet. Uh, as well as uh, all sorts of other... We're going to rip a dude's press kiss. Up, uh, <laughs> press kiss. <laughs> press kiss. <laughs> oh, press kiss. Bellissima. Press kiss. Come give us a fresh press kiss over at Patreon.com. We're going to rip his thing. press kit apart. <laughs> uh, that's a, a, <laughs> on, many on services that, yeah. that we offer. We uh, will. We'll do that for you. Uh, what, one more planetary bit of news uh, that I don't think we spoke about, but mm. but we've we've talked on this show about uh, uh, lava tubes, uh, the, the big old tubes. On Mars? Uh, and on the moon. Yep. Okay. Uh, there was a headline I stumbled car- across recently saying that uh, if you peek hard enough, there are a few open cavernous lava tubes that stay around 67 degrees Fahrenheit oh. all the time. Where? Uh, um, secret, ancient. They're, they're underground. NASA secret. In, in the moon. <laughs> uh, yes. On the moon. Okay, yes. yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but basically. That's interesting. Uh, uh, you pick a few candidates, you cap them off, you pressurize that, you already got your temperature, it stays the same. Bada bing, bada boom. You, you uh, let's hope nobody pokes a hole in that roof. Yeah, that I guess that would be the question is 
pressurizing or <laughs> making you know like uh, it's uh, how do you okay I'll tell you what, that, that would, that would great that would be a great small town sci-fi story is like like the the lava emerging tube. community let's say it's maybe 50 years on or something like that so so you've got people that have lived there for a while so it seems a little normal but then i don't know the stranger comes to town and boy is he or she bringing trouble and then maybe it's like the, the structural integrity Ooh. is compromised like oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your life is in a tube. Wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Science fiction story, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so um, uh, the true history is once uh, starships get uh, cheap enough, uh, individual multi-billionaires all decide that they want to pick their favorite best times that there ever were right so mm -hmm. what it's sort of like uh magic kingdom you know has you know frontier land and tomorrow yeah. and whatever uh but then they cap uh -huh. them off but then but then at some point communications something something very good reasons um they they get cut off and they just believe that that the t the town has always been this way and then they find out that they're in a pocket of the moon well but even then even even if you if if if, if they know exactly where they are like your reality is defined by the people that are around you. So let's say it's a 1950s thing. They could know very well that they're on the moon and that's different than being in Cleveland, Ohio, but, but they're still going to stay segregated. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they, that, they, they yeah, look but, like, they yeah. look like whatever they want to look like and they act like however they want to act like that. Uh, that that's, that's actually a, a major plot point in Neil Stephenson's book, the diamond age, which uh, postulates a, a post scarcity society with nanobots where, um, if you're wealthy enough, you would choose how you wanted to live. So there, the, uh, the main story takes place uh, in a strata of society uh, where they have elected on purpose, even though it's, you know, the year 24 or something or whatever, uh, to live as in the Victorian era. So they have parlor rooms and sitting rooms. But the real reason is so that as you come and visit your neighbor, uh, the nanobots have enough time to scrub you from any pathogens uh, of the outside world. And they maintain very strict social norms for hygienic purposes and so on. Uh -huh. uh, uh, anyway, it's it's a fascinating idea. Nice. Check it out. What's that book again? Uh, the Diamond Age. That's two. That's right. Two books I've ripped off. For <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've talked previously about uh, nuclear waste warnings and kind of the considerations uh, you might have to do to warn people in the very far future of uh, maybe invisible environmental dangers. Have you ever considered that we might already have something like that? No, not until this very moment, Bryce. Go on. What would be, could you imagine what a warning side embedded amongst nature might look like? Mm. Uh, the Stonehenge or forest fires? <laughs> Well, what would Stonehenge? So, what is what is what is this? What does a Stonehenge tell us? Uh, well, it don't dig in in the center of these stones, man. <laughs> don't stand in the middle of all of these. Don't rocks. do it. Get out of here. It's a bad idea. Well, and and I mean that's the problem. If if you want to create a perimeter, you end up drawing a circle, and a, drawing a circle around something makes it seem real interesting and yep. like you would want to stand in the middle of it. Yeah. Which Especially is if one everybody everybody like forgot why they made the circle. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that was why one of my favorite proposals was the idea of create a religion, an atomic priesthood, where you have one commandment: don't go there. <laughs> And so you just have acolytes who live and die for 300,000 years. And all they do is preach, please don't go over there. Don't go over there. Uh, yeah. But within nature, like, are we, are, 
Or I mean, just imagining that if someone before today had had something like this, what might it look like? In a, in a previous civilization, how would they warn us now in, in what is for them the far future that there was danger and, and we're, buried just beneath the surface? We, we're going back as far as we can, like farther than Easter Island giant stone head heads or something right um uh, the thing that i'm thinking of dates back to about 1600 oh mm. 1600 okay so we're at an age where giant stone tablets would be on the menu um maybe i probably just tablet that hoe sorry the the warning the tablet it uh, is that also from the Bible or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain to me the story of the parable of tablet. Well, yeah, no, you'd make a tablet saying don't do this or there is a thing that is buried. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know, just, that hoe. Oh, and then that hoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's like a, like a common phrase. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Tablet. I've, I've been studying Latin. <laughs> the Latin. Yeah. Uh, hey, I know things too. <laughs> Mr. Onan over here. So what? Biblical scholar. <laughs> Just call me not Mr. ready. O. Not ready. Not ready for this linguistics <laughs> range, folks. Yeah. We br- we bring you range we here bring on the you range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I can I ask for a hint hmm. sure. to the level of threat that we're? Yeah. What hmm. kind of threat? Scared. What is it? Like like bed bugs? Mm. Oh my uh, god, that would be the worst. Oh, okay. Here's here's a great. Okay, uh, so, <laughs> it's like it's like the the universal threat is here lies New York. <laughs> I was gonna say because because otherwise I I ignored the warning sign on my bed junior year. <laughs> uh, so this item is found in uh, it's on the banks of the Elbe River, uh, and is written on it in German. Wenn du mich siehst, dann wien. If you see me, then weep. Okay, so it is of of uh, uh, its era of the tribes that were in that era, yeah. and it is written on a rock. So written on a rock yep. is the warning. Mm. If you see me, then weep. Uh, so now we have to worry about what, what, well, what we're... Well, when you turn it over, it says, and it translates to German, but in English it says, For thine has stumbled upon the grave of Waldo. You finally found him. For the game is over. And so you're you weeping in joy. No. You're, if you see the me, then it's over. It's, it's, it's like, so you're weeping no in more sadness. Because the quest The is party's over. over. Yes. And you derive so much joy trying to find Waldo. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we do it. The yeah. real Waldo were the friends we made. The real the Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty close. So this is a stone. Uh, wow. The Hunger Stones. The Hunger Stones. These are century-old boulders uh, that reappeared last week in Europe as uh, rivers in Europe uh, ran dry due to the ongoing drought conditions. Uh, uh, So so, so we've got what? Dead bodies outside of Las Vegas... Boulders with with uh, uh, half millennia old warnings on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the drought abundant in gifts. <laughs> yeah. So in 2013, a Czech research team wrote that the boulders are quote chiseled with the years of hardship and the initials of authors lost to history, and uh, that uh, there are uh, 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 they found that before 1900, the following droughts are commemorated on the stone. 
1417, which is about 200 years before the stone was made, 1616, about the year that we think the stone had been initially made, 1707, another 100 years later, 1746, about 40 years later, 1790, about 40 years later, 1800, 10 years later, 1811, 11 years later, 1830, 20 years later, it's getting a little closer and closer, uh, 1842, 1868, 1892, and then 1893. There's an inverse to this that, that we covered on a uh, Modern Rogue um, article where uh, in Japan, there are strange uh, blocks with a bunch of writing on them. And people are like, what's that? Anyway, who knows? Who can know what this means? Let's build a housing development around it. Turns out that what was written was, yo, this is the high mark of a tsunami once. Oops. So probably don't build... <laughs> I was going to say, man, <laughs> building building on mysterious blocks, that sounds like how you get the ring. <laughs> well, and that's Japan. Like, Japan has got a very, very long history. I mean, this rock is only 500 years old. Yeah. It only meant to talk about a flood maybe about 200 years beforehand. Wait, wait, is it, is it floods or droughts? Or droughts, excuse me. Droughts, droughts. yeah. Right. Well, also, it sounds like we've had a lot of droughts that have brought it down to that level, like that, that we were actually in kind of an age of prosperity. All right, all right. We've got a real climate denier over here. <laughs> <laughs> sure, nothing What I'm saying changing. is that you have, you have clear evidence here. <laughs> I'm marked down by the Germanic tribes that this is not something that is man-made. Uh, this is from... So if I T is a thing that I'm still selling from... Heaven. Uh, so uh, a science alert reported on this, but uh, the stones are not the only hidden relic to emerge in European rivers due to drought receding waters due to climate change in Italy's Po River also revealed a slew of archaeological treasures. A sunken shipwreck of a World War II era barge resurfaced in June after the river, which is the country's largest, reached low levels during its worst drought in 70 years. More recently in July, a drought-stricken Italian river revealed a previously submerged 1,000-pound bomb from World War II. Experts had to safely remove it. Well, thank God. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't want experts to haphazardly remove it. <laughs> like, here, here to remove it, the three stooges. <laughs> All right, listen up, boys. Yeah. You're going to grab that end. Hey. I'm going to grab this end. Oh, I'll come on, dummy. Walk around the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do. All right, close your eyes. Take three steps. Like, dong. Wow, what? what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goodness. Uh, last story here. <laughs> Gentlemen, how funny would it be if the rest of the episode was just an extended uh, radio play of the Three Stooges by the three of us? Please don't tempt fate, Andrew. Andrew would show up in the middle of it, like just because his spider sense was tingling. <laughs> Gentlemen, I need your help. Actually, when he showed up, he would say, uh, uh, "Do you lose your vim and vigor? You need Geritol." <laughs> Gentlemen, I need your help. Yo. Yep. A 911 call has just been placed and disconnected from a zoo, and we need you two, the zoo crew, to investigate and save the day. My name's Doug Zoo. That's my brother Dave Zoo, and we're the zoo crew, and we're going to solve this case. Hey, Isn't that right, Dave? Uh, yeah, that's right. Listen, when somebody calls 911, we show up. We're... 
contracted with 911. <laughs> Sometimes they farm it out to us, the yeah. zoo crew. Well, it's we... a cost-cutting measure. It was in the Patriot Act. <laughs> the, the zoo zoo crew here. We know. Where, where's my cowbell? We got paid by Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> <laughs> We're the zoo crew. Uh, all right, so look it up. Who knew? Who knew the zoo crew? <laughs> Doug you, and Dave. Where do you start, Doug uh, and Dave? Oh, wait, what's the problem right. again? <laughs> a nine one one call had been placed and disconnected from a zoo. I'm. I just did a game because <laughs> you were yelling. God. What is it? They made the call to what? A call had been placed to nine one one and then disconnected from a zoo. You have to investigate and save the day. Okay, Doug, Dave, Zoo Crew, okay. going to a zoo. Uh, okay. going to a zoo. Hey, first of all, are we? Uh, 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 knock, knock, knock. Kaka, kaka. This is how you get into a zoo. <laughs> all right. Well. Wait, is, anybody so is, it, is it after hours? Well, I mean, the doors <laughs> close. I ain't paying admission. All right. Yeah. yeah do an animal sound. Maybe they'll <laughs> think you're an animal. Let us in. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> a, a, woman, a woman and her son just look at you and then walk into the zoo on their way. They are... <laughs> Non-plus. I think you were trying to get noises. into the service entrance. Oh. I think it's open. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's walk yeah. on in. All right. Hey, hey, hey! Gather around, gather around. Come on, come on, come on. Gather around, officer. Gather what's around. wrong? What's wrong, officer? Gather around, officer. All right, I'm 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 Doug Zoo. He's Dave Zoo. We're the Zoo Crew. Okay. There was a call. Are you brothers? One one. Not unrelated. That'll be revealed in episode five. <laughs> uh, you're gonna assume it up until that point. Look, mm. but the real issue is. Is that there was a nine one one call placed in it uh, from this zoo, and then it was disconnected. We need to talk to everybody who has access to a phone. Also, we have to answer some questions. Yeah, where was the call placed? Yep. Okay. When was the call placed? Right. Yep. Cellular or wired? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Uh. Uh, giraffe. Those are most of the questions. Just giraffe, the, with the question giraffe, giraffe with a question. Giraffe with a question mark. Four questions that we have to ask. Gotcha. So look, I, I need, I need, uh, uh, and also because this is the weird thing podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna ask for any yeah. any phone that is near any kind of animal exhibit, specifically the monkeys or the snakes. <laughs> uh, 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 also uh, spiders. Also, the spiders. Oh, uh, well, answer the questions, ding dong. Well, what, what's your name, by the way? Yeah. I'm Mike, the manager of the zoo. Manager Mike. <laughs> ah, classic. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Let me go talk to the talk to the because uh, I didn't call you. I don't know anything about this. I imagine he takes a take the walkie talkie. Uh, anybody call the cops? And everyone says no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> sorry, officer. I don't think any of our employees called you. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, I believe you. For now. Would you like to investigate? I mean, if something's yes, going wrong, obviously, I would love for you to we look around. We want to investigate and... anywhere that has a phone that can reach the outside world that is near any kind of animal. All right, listen up. I'm going to have you take all the mammals. I'm going to go look at the fish. Hey, it's just a hey, nicer. Dave. It's just a nicer... Dave. Yeah? Dave. Yeah. What the hell are you doing, man? What's it? Well, I mean, I... What's going on? Fish? That's... Fish? It, they got... That doesn't make any... They got jellyfish. Dave, let me ask you a question. Yeah? You use it again? I, 
I mean, wait, wait, are uh, you using again? Hey, man. Be honest. Hey, look, I just. It's try, fine. It's just, fine if you're high. It's fine if you're high. I'm trying to. Stop. We're gonna. We're gonna get through this. To, look. We're gonna get through this. We got this. Gig I may or may not be your brother or your friend. <laughs> you won't find out until episode five. Okay. But I. But we're setting up high stakes that we're the zoo crew. We're contracted by nine one one. It was in the Patriot Act. I don't know. All I know is when we came in, there was some pretty looking orchids, and so I may have eaten, eaten, eaten. Oh, oh, you're so tall. We're staying together. Okay. And we're and we're investigating whatever this manager go Mike the jelly, says. The jellyfish. Shut up. <laughs> Just follow my lead. Okay. All right. I'm cool. You're cool. Okay. Uh, hey, this is manager cool. Mike. Manager yeah. Mike. I've got a development for you. Go. One of my one of my demi managers has told me <laughs> that some of sometimes the animals uh, get a little get a little uh, handsy with some of the equipment around here. We can. Uh, ah, uh, we sexual violation. Is your part? Is your partner okay? <laughs> hey, shut up! We're asking the questions. <laughs> uh, but, but but one of one of, one of, so, so uh, we have enough time in the day for you to both pick an animal to investigate and accuse of being the caller. Okay, listen, I got this. Just gonna don't go say look jellyfish. I, I swear I to God, if you say jellyfish, real quick, because they're wise. I swear to God. okay, okay. I'll talk Be to Snake. Be serious. I'll talk to Snake. Justin, who do you talk to? Or Dave? Or Doug? Whichever. <laughs> I'm Doug. Doug, sorry. He's Dave. Dave. We're contracted by 911 Emergency Services. I was accused it was in of the being Patriot Patriot Act. and yeah. pigeonholed into yes and ding that I ate an orchid yeah, that is the way that, psychedelic. the way that improv works. I, sorry, yep. you, we find that out in episode four. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, I'm gonna go see the monkeys. Okay. See you later, well, you, partner. Bye. Bye. I begin to walk towards the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> and then I comically, I walk the other way, and then I comically walk. I run back into frame and turn you toward the snake. And then I continue to walk towards the snake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Uh, uh, Dave goes to the snake house yeah. and is looking around and is talking to one of the employees. And uh, what would uh, uh, do you have any questions for yeah, the snakes? Yeah, yeah, I got a question. So, do you, do they make their own little maracas, or do you hand them out? No, it's the the tail. It's a, the rat. It's part of their body. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's a part of their. It's a, just a part of them. But but they got they got like what uh, uh, two types, right? Hot ones. Hot ones, that's right. That's our favorite YouTube series. And Mr. Beast is our other one. <laughs> yeah. And, well, so, just point me to the snake I should talk to. Well, you, we're here. Here you are. I mean, it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's a little snake house here. But I don't think anyone, any of the snakes get. I mean, it, it, the snakes can't get out. Well, I don't. We, I'll uh, be the judge uh, of that. Okay. Uh, what do you do? I open up a cage and let a snake out. Okay, well, <laughs> the employee is trying to say, "Sir, sir, please, this is a this is a proper snake house. We've never opened I'm these cages." I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's a little onanism. I spilled my snake on the floor. Oh, is that a biblical reference? Yeah. I got that. I'm sorry, this guy. I'm this a god fearing employee of the zoo. All right, cut listen. to Doug at the. Uh, oh, you you got into a little golf cart with uh, an employee. Oh. And you're going to the monkey house. All right, so I'm at, I'm at the monkey house, and I'm uh, uh, testing the the uh, glass uh, uh, mm. uh, by by applying increasing force 
uh, uh, first just a little rap of my knuckle, and then and then eventually it's me punching the glass <laughs> as hard as I can. <laughs> uh, and then I go like, oh, oh, strong glass. Yeah, you hurt it. You're hurting. You're hurting your hand because it's like it's actually plastic and yeah, very. You know, animals are designed. To- uh, uh, so after all that, which takes roughly twelve minutes, I look to minutes. the nearest uh, person <laughs> and I say. Any monkeys get out? Use the phone, you think? <laughs> oh yeah, you know we got this little we got this little this little screwball over here. Where's that? Where is it? And you look back at the golf cart and it's you see David Blaine. a capuchin monkey <gasps> is holding a work cell phone in the golf cart. Uh, I immediately get on my phone and I go, uh, uh, "Excuse me, I'm gonna need my." brother <laughs> Doug back here at the monkey house uh, uh, he's at the snake uh, house what? Okay. he's not at the snake house <gasps> check the aquarium <laughs> uh, and, then I, and then I hang up and I wait, I wait for, 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 for Doug to show up I come back I say you will not believe what I just saw what'd you see uh, with a flare I take the boa constrictor that I'm wearing around my neck oh my and goodness fluff it, uh, throw it over and I say, uh, that jellyfish is so cool. <laughs> I, I hold a look at the ridiculousness that is my partner, right. uh, uh, Doug. And then I look back toward the capuchin monkey and, and, I, and I say, uh, somebody got to get that monkey and check what, what, the, what the history of that cell phone is. And you check the cell. Is a, they get the monkey. And it's, a, it's kind of a whole uh, Benny Hill sort of yeah. vibe for a few minutes. They're getting the monkey. Hey, <laughs> there's ah, a lady, a, a a lady like, in a bikini. Uh, is yeah, right right. Yeah. <laughs> and they pull out the phone and indeed in the call history, 911. You guys solved the case. Wait, I'm, hold on. Oh. What do you think? Let's let's find out why he was calling. <laughs> Beep boop boop. Nine one one. How can I help you? Uh, hey. What's your problem? State your emergency. Well, uh, did what? where where are you located? Uh, we're at the zoo. Which okay. Uh, what, what's you ever, what's you the ever been problem? to the jellyfish <laughs> exhibit? Is your mommy or daddy on the line? Uh, can you uh, can your mommy or daddy answer the phone? Hi. Hi. This is nine one one. Is uh is your child aware of what they what they just did? Uh, look. This is uh this is Doug Zoo. <laughs> uh, we were contracted by the government. Oh, this, oh Zoo. Yeah. Oh, hey, uh-huh. how's it going, Zoo? Yeah, we're, yeah, we were, we were the Zoo crew. Oh, was that yeah. Dave? Hey, man. Yeah, oh. it was Dave. Yeah. Oh. He's using yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wondered why he didn't give me the password to let me know no, that you it's could get fine. through the Yeah, dispatchers. yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're the Zoo crew. What are you up so to? I, I just want to let you know we solved the monkey case. Oh, good. Good. What was yeah. it? It was, it was a monkey. monkey. Oh, yeah. oh, hey. You don't name the case after. Like, no, but we'd already named <laughs> like, the case afterwards. The, 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 so I'm sorry. I'm catching you up. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm catching you. slicing the throat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. All right. Well, bring it on in. Yeah. Okay. Just bring it on. Bring it Audio back home. hug. Audio um, XOXO. Do it. Come on, Dave. Mm. Um, no, audio sorry, hug. Sorry, I, audio I, I, hug. I, I, I just so Three, two, oh, one. Um, um, I love you, Bowie. Mm. All right. Bye, 911. There we go. End scene. There we go. Yes. Uh, so that really happened in San Luis Obispo, California. <laughs> All of that. All of that. All of that. An actual happened. documentary. Uh, apparently. On Check s- the Patriot Act. <laughs> apparently on, uh, uh, on one fateful Saturday night, uh, a, a monkey uh, call, a, a monkey grabbed a cell phone that was in a golf cart used to move around the property and 
Uh, my guess is it did the the uh, you know on the iPhones if you click the button enough times it does an emergency call. I think it probably just did. That. How, how many times? I don't have think you it found the dialer. Called nine one one on your phone. Uh, successfully, uh, un- I was unsuccessfully <laughs> able to stop nine one one from answering once, and then hmm. I hung up on them. And then I was like, "Oh, I got to call them back, don't I?" And so I was like, "Hey, yeah, that's uh-huh. an embarrassing moment." Um, weirdly, uh, when I have called nine one one in an actual emergency, uh, only after the fact did I realize that my phone was locked, hmm. and while it was locked. I just punched in nine one one, and it just skipped the the opening of the phone and all that oh, stuff. Oh, really? And just suddenly it was calling nine one one. Really? On the on the code? Uh, uh, this would have been a Nokia mid aughts phone. Oh, oh okay. But yeah. I was like, your you, iPhone is doing you, that. You had to do a four digit code that you would yeah. set oh, wow. to, to lock it. Um, uh, but nowadays, all you got to do is just you know put a death grip on your phone and if you, if you press you the like, power it, button it, five it, times, it happens in my pocket a lot. And by a lot, I mean. How many times have you spoken to the dispatcher? Only once. Yeah. Only once. I got. I got a call, and I saw like it was like buzzing on my phone or on my watch rather that I was like calling nine one one, and they were like nine one one. What's your emergency? And I'm like ah. I don't, there's no emergency, the emergency is I'm talking to you. They love hearing that in that tone of voice. Yeah. Everything is fine here, officer. No, I'm a little startled. Uh, (laughs) Officer? You're not an officer. Dispatcher? I I think one time I woke up to the sound of what, uh, I only heard one of the whoops, but. Just with all of my being, I knew it was the second of three. <laughs> yeah. Like I leaned on my phone wrong, and all of a sudden it was like the first whoop, whoop, and, whoop, and then yeah. I came out. And you it was can, like, whoop, uh, and I was like, yeah, bop, 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 bop. In, in the settings on the iPhone, you can change it so that uh, it doesn't immediately call 911 when you do that five click thing. Because the, the five click thing is helpful for uh, both A, as an emergency contact and calling 911, but also it locks 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 your phone yeah and that's the like secret way to say like hey i need to i might not know where this phone is going i need to disable face id or biometrics until i give it my passcode so because i think the way i accidentally trigger it is by holding both both sides the power button and one of the volume buttons because yeah the the emergency yeah I, i think there are a couple ways to do it now yeah um which one? Which one do you think the monkey did? I think the munch, monkey clicked it. I bet it clicked, clicked it, it five times. I don't know. The grip seems pretty monkey-like. Yeah. Uh, the office's post on Facebook. Monkey don't know no better. Said we're told capuchin monkeys are very inquisitive and will grab anything and everything oh. and just start pushing buttons. Well, that explains it. He thought he was calling four one one. Yeah, he was trying to. He, <laughs> he was, was trying look, to get the four one one. He wanted to see before he digs. He wanted. Yeah. He wanted to see what Chinese restaurants are open, and you know, there's only one place to do it. You find out a four one one. Monkeys ain't got no internet. Hey, remember when doxing was a service that you could buy from the phone company? <laughs> you could just call if y'all like. You know, hey, where does this person live? Susan's number. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they'd be like, right here. Yeah, can't you still do that? I mean, I have yeah, Bryce Castillo's cell phone, but... cell phone number is. Uh. Hmm. I've won two. Uh, what? Oh, that sounds suspiciously like an invitation that we we don't want. Uh, it's not a five one two. So uh, those are my <laughs> stories uh, for this week. You guys want to do some picks? Yeah, Let's pick it up. Uh, what's, been, what's been going on? What you guys? I got a I got a pick for you. What are you gonna pick in? You want to see what winning at art looks like? What? Sure. Then I encourage you. I like to go to Paramount Plus hmm. and watch the concert film. South Park's 25th anniversary 
concert. Wow. Oh, uh, I've heard that that's Red like Rocks. awesome. It's fantastic. It is Primus, Ween, and wow. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Uh, uh, there is a special guest band that I don't even want to spoil because it is played as a surprise uh, even for Matt Stone. But if you want to, I mean, number one, South Park in and of itself is just such a phenomenon uh, of, of success. But to do the kind of stuff that they have done for as long as they've done it, to remain as uh, uh, strong as they've done. And they and do stuff. Relevant. They do stuff as far back as Cannibal the Musical. And if you are a Matt Stone and Trey Parker fan, that is the earliest thing for which they did. They, they sing songs from that uh, uh, all throughout South Park's history. Uh, the the gay fish song, the Kanye gay fish song. Uh, the <laughs> got to do the chocolate salty balls. I'm sure. Well, the, no, the chef. There was there was a person for which uh, sang that that yeah. is both no longer with us and was and, not with them by the time that he yeah, was no, no longer they, with they, us. They did not have a friendly split. Uh, but no, what would Brian Boitano do? Uh, uh, the whole movie, the whole first yeah, movie, I guess. Yeah, blame Canada. They do. Um, uh, uh, Uncle. Effort, yep. Oh, sure. Uh, and then a very theatrical performance of uh, uh, Lemmy Winks. Oh, oh Lemmy Winks, great. Lemmy uh, Winks, yes. including including the voice of Mister Slave, <laughs> <laughs> only who only has comes out in a full like uh, 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 a, a three tenor style suit uh, with. His book of of lyrics in front of him, so he can repeat. Jesus. Just repeat. The, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, but it is it is truly what what I would encourage everybody to watch it for is uh, just the gratitude on the faces of Matt Stone and Trey Parker. It is like very very wholesome throughout the the, the majority of it. They they love 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 being in that situation so much and uh uh it, it was you know if there's a lot of discouragement that you can get if you're creative for a living when you are measuring your success against other people and wondering where you are in your own schedule versus where you thought you'd be but boy is it good to see somebody just in the winner's circle and having twelve thousand people at red rocks one of the most iconic music venues in america uh, uh, that happens to be in Colorado doing a show. They're hometown boys from Colorado yeah. doing this this thing about their artistic success, and everybody is hanging on every word. This crowd is electric. Uh, it, it was just amazing to see. Go go ahead and check it out. South Park, the 20 25th anniversary concert. Nice. I can't wait to the 50th. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yo, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. They got this Marvel machine cranking out ka-chunk, a lot of ka-chunk, ka-chunk. mostly garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you got one of my all-time favorite comic books from when I was a teenager, the sensational She-Hulk. Me, on the edge, sidelines. What, what's it going to be? Is this mm-hmm. going to be a moon, moon Knight, or is this going to be a, a Wanda? Did you not like Moon Knight? Uh, no, I did not. We only got to the first episode, but we liked the first episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. A She-Hulk, attorney at law. Fantastic. Uh, I have to imagine it's not an accident that it premieres immediately after Better Call Saul ends. 
it uh, uh, begins. It's I would I would say it was an accident. I say that's completely coincidental, given yeah. that there was only one week overlap. Uh, uh, well, specifically though, the uh, uh, like they they lean heavily into there's there's some Ally McBeal vibes. Very Ally McBeal, right? Yes. And uh, they do the fourth wall breaking, and uh, there's this very uh, intentional like, hey. It's going to be a quirky lawyer comedy. You're going to love it. And then, uh, and of course, it becomes, you know. Uh, uh, Superhero Martin. origin story. Yes. Yeah. But, but boy, they waste no time. They, they pack in like, yeah, 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 this is cool. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, because Wait, let, it's uh, irreverent. Uh, I will disagree that they don't waste any time, given that the first episode is like set up. <laughs> The first episode, they stopped the show to say, hey, I'm going to expedition dump for... for or oh, ex- no, no, expedition it, dump. no. What they give you is a movie's worth of, 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 of origin story in 30 minutes, during which they manage to be irreverent and argue about whether or not Captain America... Uh, is a virgin. Is a virgin, and... Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm a sucker for smart Hulk, uh, and uh, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, I thought it was great. A lot of Ruffalo, like even more than than Endgame, like a lot of like like Ruffalo pouty face, uh, 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 Smart Hulk, which I think is fun. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, uh, I I I liked it too. The only thing that I would say is that the and maybe it's because I'm watching that and Harley Quinn at the same time, but but the genre of meta female driven badass uh, uh comedy specifically is is something that i i i think is very popular right now i'm very glad that these shows are being made but much like very popular uh, uh beloved like action movies you can kind of see the tropes you can kind of see the the character motivations like no matter whether it was arnold schwarzenegger or, or sylvester stallone you kind of know that these characters are probably going to make the you, same decision and they're going to stick feel into the same moment before the clever catchphrase is coming. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I do think that, that, you know, no fault of these shows specifically, but, uh, uh, there, there is a bit of a, a tropey element to, to this rise in television. But that being said, uh, I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to it getting into its groove as more of the lawyer comedy, uh, uh, outside of the, the obligation to explain yeah. why this lady became a Hulk. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. I'm ready for like, I, 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 I would have liked if they would have done, cause they, they'd done it with, with some of the other, uh, Disney plus shows where it's like, give me two episodes on the, on, on the initial rollout because yeah. I would have liked to have seen where they went. It makes me think that they think that they've got a good show and yes. they don't want to, uh, just dump it out versus other shows where maybe having multiple episodes saves the day. Uh, uh, there's, oh, by the way, surprise appearance from uh, uh, Jamila Jamil, uh, who, was, who was just great, just showed up and kicking ass, uh, a big fan of The Good Place. Um, I, I hear a lot of boohooing about the CGI on She-Hulk, but I'm like, it's a, it's a TV, it's a TV level CGI kind of work. It's a little Shrekish. Yeah. It's a little Shrek. Shrek-esque. Yeah. Isn't Shrek a movie that was lauded for its animation? Yeah, it was a fully animated movie and not a animated with real life stuff. Yeah. Shrek so was there, always going to be There was more green. of a, yeah, there was more of a, a an onus in a world where you're supposed to believe this green person exists in our world as yeah. opposed to especially, just. I, I guess especially I just next hold... to Mark Ruffalo's green looking way better. Like hers is fine, but his looks really good because it's all movie asset. You want to know what? Exactly, because they just had all that stuff laying around. (laughs) Also, I do wonder if we're gonna get into the gender of it all. 
whether or not like Hulk's face can look very textured and grizzled and grizzled because he's a boy. Yep. Well, and, Whereas, and also, like, also I feel like, like late she Hulk age. needs like, to be uh, smart, a little smoother. Smart Hulk uh, on some of the close-ups, you could see when he's got a little bit of scruff on his face. Uh, there's gray in there. It's like he's he's being portrayed as early fifties. Yeah. Uh huh. In, in a way that because that, that's a way where anybody who has gray on their face. I, I mean, <laughs> early fifties. Well, no, he's, he talks specifically thing. about how he's been on a fifteen-year journey, uh-huh. and he has the syllabus. And yet, look, I can do the math. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. All right. He's uh, saying, "Cut, cut me, cut my beard open, and I've count got, the gray I've rings." Got like three grays. Get I know what it's like to be you. Oh wow! So Get you're like uh, early fifties, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> early fifties looks like. <laughs> oh, I got a pick. Yeah. Um, I the, this finale. This just uh, finished up. Uh, this past week and mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting and it's definitely not for everybody but I am just enamored with the HBO series uh, The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder um, this is this is really strange um, because Nathan Fielder who does a lot of this kind of awkward sort of setup um, type of comedy and, 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 and I don't know projects um he is riding the line on this show in terms of sincerity. You know, the idea is, hey, wouldn't your wouldn't difficult things in life be easier if you could just rehearse them? And what if we spent an ungodly amount of money to be able to do that? So, like, the first conflict is about uh, uh, about a trivia team and one guy wanting to confess that he doesn't have a master's degree to the rest of his team. And so they build an exact, an exact replica of that bar on us in a studio exterior interior, huge, perfect. And, and you're, you're like a hundred percent certain they're not just booking that venue on an off night or something. No, you see it in the big warehouse studio okay. that they've built it in. Um, because later they transport it to the other side of the country. Um, uh, all for this rehearse, you know, to rehearse this. And it, it breaks down a lot of, it breaks down that concept a lot of what does it mean to rehearse? What does it mean to rehearse difficult moments? And uh, what does it mean if a rehearsal is, how, how, does, how do you have a, a simulation of a, of a real event where you have an animus that is so close enough to reality that it is a valid rehearsal? Yeah. You know, can you can your rehearsal be can your simulation be so perfect that you actually end up beca- creating text in the the facsimile? Um, it's it is cool. It scared me in times. Uh, it has got a lot to say about unscripted and 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 um, you know these kind of unwitting volunteer sort of things. Uh, it's. It's really something to try. Uh, and, and, and picked up for season two as well. That's right. Um, and it's an easy watch. There's six half-hour episodes. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and I so was going to really say, because it seems like it went through quick. It did. Um, they also they, they, they put it out on Fridays. Um, and it was a Max original? It wasn't, a, wasn't it an is HBO. HBO? It is HBO. Oh, really? Because it says Max on the thing. Yeah, it says uh, HBO original. Because oh, they, they make a point of saying oh, Max actually, original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think give the first episode a try. And if you're like, how far can you take this? 
he will take it as he oh, will he take is, it he is, he down is the road. The, uh, 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 you know, in in the vein of like Larry David or Ricky Gervais in terms of how much they want to delve into the awkward and then take that desire and and feed it to Andy Kaufman. Like that is that is Nathan Fielder's realm. I mean, he, he really like, is carving out a, a, an extraordinarily uh, specific niche for himself. And also, I'm just in shock at at the budget <laughs> that they had for this. In one episode, he opens uh, an acting school and he teaches a class on acting. Um, and then he is so unsure about how it went that to kind of reflect on it, he hires actors to play the people who were in the class that they filmed uh, so that he could uh, relive the class from the student's perspective with a fake a fake Nathan and all the other actors. The the levels, it's 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 really, really good. Uh, the rehearsal on HBO. Boom. Anything else, guys? Anything we, uh, we made it feel like we got here. it all. Yeah. We got uh, Odin. Uh, we the, got the, the monkey. The, the only <laughs> other thing I want to recommend. Oh, yeah. What you got? Uh, yeah. The, the Vought Industries YouTube channel continues to delight. Uh, they, they, they got, it's been like a month since the last episode of The Boys came out. I know. They're still releasing stuff. Are they? They, they, they released this collection of Deep Thoughts with the Deep. <laughs> That's just amazing. Uh, it's like a, a minute long. Uh, give, give it a look. Okay, yeah, find find that. Uh, I did see memes that. of that on Reddit, so so I guess it has uh, uh, it has cachet. Yeah, like a couple of them were as good as the old Jack Handy ones from SNL. These are what are they? Are they uh, cartoons? Uh, uh, are, well, uh, Vought, I, yeah, Vought Internationals, I think, is what it is. But the, okay. uh, this is allegedly a collection of deep thoughts from the deep uh, to promote his book. Uh, uh, deep waters, and uh, there it, it, we'll, we'll listen. Can to we a see one? Yeah. Let's see one. Being attractive is its own sort of prison. What if we stopped offering thoughts and prayers, and instead offered prayers and thoughts? For many years, we've watched TV, but now the TV watches us. You have my permission to love. Deep thoughts with the deep. Huh. <laughs> they get much better from there. All right. Well, uh, we, 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 we will out. leave yeah. that we for you guys to enjoy notes. in your own home anytime you want. That's right. All right, guys. Well, for uh, for all of us here at the Weird Things Podcast, it's been weird. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.